Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from 93.9 The River, WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, unreasonable scorch and leisure. Stefan brings the case against his dad, Brian. Stefan enjoys spending time with his family, but says too much of their together time is based around pool parties. Stefan doesn't care for swimming or laying out and wants the family to do more indoor activities together. Brian says pool time is a great way for the family to bond. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. I'm sweating in here. Roasting. Boiling. Baking. Sweltering. It's like a sauna. Furnace. And fry an egg on my stomach. Ugh. Who wouldn't lap this up? It's ridiculous. Tremendous. Fantastic. Fan dabby dozy pie hole tastic. <sighs> Alright. Guess bailiff Monty Belmonte swear them in. Stefan and Brian, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to shower before entering the pool? I do. Uh, always. <laughs> no horseplay, no diving, no glass containers? Um, I'm not, not quite sure about the um, glass containers part, but yes. Okay, well, we'll let that one slide for now. Do you swear to abide by lifeguard John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that there is a mysterious red cloud in the water surrounding him? <laughs> I do. Thank you. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Brian and Stefan, you may be seated. Hello, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. Hello, Judge John Hodgman. Welcome back to summer, friends. Summertime. We had we had uh, uh, Jesse Thorne in via electronic communication last week. And then we started out, Monty, this summer, you and I, uh, in, the, uh, in the studios of WRSI. Then uh, I, I parted ways and went north to New England, where I'm speaking to you now from the studios of WERU 899 Blue Hill Maine uh that we aired those episodes out of order uh, and and now we're back again everyone's confused everyone's disoriented too much uh you know too many adult beverages in glass containers by the pool if you know what i mean but who Uh-oh. cares it's summer right monty i think it's great that's yeah. what's nice about podcasts they can be any time you want them to be that's exactly right. So when you guys listen to this in the dead of winter, in the dead of the endless Fimble winter that's going to start next year, that will launch the final Ragnarok that will be the end of the world, you can remember this time when Monty and I said goodbye to summer and hello to Brian and Stefan. Oh, hi, guys. I forgot about you. Brian and Stefan, hello. Hello. So for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom. Remember when I was saying all those creepy words? That's a quote from something. Do you know what it was a quote from? Stefan. Um, no, I have no. absolutely no idea. No idea. What about you, Brian? Oh, uh, once again, I'm clueless. Once you, all right, now, Brian, you're Stefan's dad, right? Yes. All right. And Stefan, have you ever seen a movie? Yes, once or twice. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask the dad. Because he's not seeing movies. He's sitting out by the pool enjoying his life. 
You're the right. nerd who wants to avoid being in the pool. Did you ever see the movie Sexy Beast starring Ray Winstone and Ben Kingsley? Um, I'm afraid that may be a little bit outside of my generation. No, it's not. It came out in 2000. Oh. How old are you? I'm 22. I turned 23 Saturday. Oh, yeah. You would have been a child. You would have been a child. Quick, your mind is sharp and young. What's 23 minus 14? Nine. Nine. You would have been nine. You would have been not. You would have been nine years old when Sexy Beast came out in the theaters? Yes, sir. Is that what you're saying to me in my courtroom? Yes, your honor. I find in favor of your father. This is the sound of a gavel. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good summer, you guys. Nine years old. Good heavens. I don't like that. I don't like math. <laughs> but you are of an age now when you could enjoy the great British heist film, Sexy Beast, starring Ray Winstone and Ben Kingsley, my co-star, in the upcoming feature film, Learning to Drive, in which I play Ooh. uncredited car salesman. <laughs> do I make the sale? Do I sell the car? You have to watch the film to find out. It's also starring Patricia Clarkson and Samantha B, and directed by Isabelle Couchet, premiering September at the Toronto International Film Festival, and then in selected cities in October. Ben Kingsley and I shared a scene, Monty. Did you sell a car to Gandhi? You're going to have to go to the movies and find out. I love Sexy Beast, and he's amazing in that film. He is an amazing... You know what he is? He's an amazing actor. He totally is. And that monologue, though, was delivered by Ray Winstone at the beginning of the film, which takes place quite a bit in, in, on the Spanish coast, where the former bank robber Ray Winstone has gone into retirement, and he is uh, sunbathing, and it is an internal monologue as you look at his big bloated, white, shiny belly baking in the sun. The sexy beast itself. By the pool. That sounds familiar. Which is, yeah, which is exactly what Stefan wants to avoid in these waning days of summer. Is that not, is that not correct, Stefan? Uh, yes, sir. That is the case, Your Honor. All right. So what's your, what's your beef with dad? To, to put it as concisely and as, um, to put it as concisely and as right, succinctly as I can. You've already said to put this concisely twice, so we <laughs> throw concisely out the window. Okay, so to, to put this as succinctly as I can. Um, no, no. No, let's just, let's just acknowledge just, just begin saying what you want to say, and then you'll have yeah. to be that much closer. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, Monty. Channel, channeling the ghost of uh, E.B. White, uh, a resident of this area of Maine. Well, he was Ooh. when he was alive. Now just this yeah. ghost is... The ghost of the ghost of E.B. White is haunting Brooklyn, Maine, telling people. And the ghost of Charlotte l- lurks in a corner somewhere. The Blue Hill Fair is coming right up, Monty. This weekend, end of summer, Blue Hill Fair. That's where that all went down. That crazy cobweb writing, creepy stuff happens up here in Maine. That's why Stephen King writes about it. That's some um, <laughs> fair. All right. Anyway, we don't have the ghost of E.B. White here to uh, to tell you to just say what needs to be said and cut out all the other stuff. So just say it. I feel as though my father um, puts undue pressure upon me and uh, belittles me when um, he encourages what he would call encourages me to participate in outdoor aquatic activities. Your dad likes to hang around by the pool and you don't like to hang around by the pool. That is correct. See how I did that? That was so concise. 
much easier. <laughs> and succinct. <laughs> and why don't you want to hang around by the pool, Stefan? Um, so we live in Georgia, uh, south, southern, southern Georgia, so central Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it is it's unduly hot here. <clears throat> I, don't partic- I don't particularly enjoy the, um, the activity of swimming. I find it to be rather boring um, and just uh, not un- unnecessary. Um, you know, I can swim. I don't have a problem swimming, but um, I don't enjoy it. And, um, and so I prefer not to. Um, at and, that point, I, you know, I will, I enjoy spending time with my family, but I just don't enjoy it. And, and, and you guys live together? You live at home? Uh, no. So I live, um, about 20 minutes, uh, away from my father. Um, and I do, I do, we do spend quite a bit of time together, your honor, but, so um, Brian, Brian, the dad, how, how old are you, sir? Um, 46, 46 <coughs> years old. All right. You, and, uh, Stefan, do you have any other siblings? Uh, yes, I have a siblings? younger sister who is uh, four years younger than me, so 19. And where is she in the world? Uh, she currently lives with my parents. All right. So you live 20 minutes away from y- your dad's house. During the summertime, Brian likes to have a pool party. He wants you to come over and swim in the pool. You don't want to do it. Is that right? That's correct. Boom. E.B. White says that's the element of my style. <laughs> Concise. And you say because you don't like uh, swimming, but when you filed your initial brief, did you not say that the reason you didn't want to go swimming is because you're a nerd? Yes, that is the case, Your Honor. You work in the <laughs> in the Internet Technology Department? Yes. Information Technology? Yes. Right, that's what IT stands for? I had forgotten yes. what IT stood for. Hmm. Uh, you, work, you work in the IT department and, uh, and, and you, uh, you don't like to take your shirt off? Is that what's going on? That is the case. Uh, it's not just that I don't like to take my shirt off. Um, I just genuinely don't enjoy swimming in the pool. And we're all in favor of him not taking his shirt off. All right, Brian. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing the belittling happening. So I, I already know that your son is not a liar. <laughs> uh, and and if, you, if I were to rule in your favor, what damages would you seek from your jock dad for bullying his nerd son vis-a-vis the pool? <laughs> um, a general decrease in the amount of overall, um, in the amount of aquatic activities, as oh, you, well what, as... Do you have a um, graph you want to show me there, nerd? Yeah. How general a decrease? <laughs> okay, um, a 75% decrease to a, tw- a total of 25% of the uh, entire, um, you know, status quo aquatic activities. I love that you actually had go-to numbers for that. Yes. <laughs> did you make up a flow chart because it has to do with water? I did. I did. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing more, nothing more satisfying to me than bullying nerds. Because, as you know, Stefan, I am also a nerd, and, yes. and nerd, nerd on nerd violence is perverse, <laughs> but also pervasive. <laughs> and, the, and the day that I started bullying poor Elliot Kalen, then a then a producer at the Daily Show, now the head writer of the Daily Show, mm-hmm. the day I started bullying that little movie nerd. He has a great podcast, you know, called um, The Flophouse. And we'd uh-huh. talk about, we would talk about movies until I got disgusted with myself, and then I would bully him. And I'd say, <laughs> why don't you shut up, nerd? And then I would take his, his Iron Man mask off his desk and say, this belongs to me now. See you, see you later. <laughs> and it got to the point where I would, I would yell invectives at him down the hall. And even I once threw my shoes at him and hit him square in the back. And he was like, ow. 
And I, I realize now why bullies are bullies. It feels fantastic. I always Certain thought that it had something to do. Yeah, I always thought it had something to do with their, with with you know with their own insecurity. Mm-hmm. But I think it's truly is like this tastes good. I want to do it again. <laughs> and so that's I was getting a little of that. I was getting a little of that taste again from bullying mm-hmm. you there, Stefan. And I apologize. The truth is that uh, Elliot Kalin, once he became head writer of the Daily Show, I can't even bring myself to bully him anymore. <laughs> Because I'm afraid, I'm afraid there will be reprisals. He's bullying me now. I'm like, hey, can I help? I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm acting like he's the jock. Hey, can I, can I carry my, can I carry your books for you, Mister? So anyway, that's how it goes. Thus always, sick semper bullies. They begin, they begin as monsters and they end as 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 cringing losers. <laughs> Except in your dad's case, I think he probably still wins. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So you want me to reduce the reduce the request the request percentage of getting the pool junior from seventy five percent to twenty five percent? Well, that, from one hundred one hundred percent down to twenty five percent. One hundred percent. Okay, oh, an overall decrease of seventy five percent. Right. So it's one hundred percent. So. So paint, paint, paint me a word picture. And Brian, don't worry. I'm, I haven't forgotten about you. We're going to get to you in a moment. I'm going to let you bully your son, too. Thank you. <laughs> paint, paint me a word picture of, a, of what day, what, like a weekend, a Saturday, of a Saturday afternoon. Is that mm-hmm. when you would go over? Is that when these pool parties will happen? Yeah, typically Saturday or Sunday. Saturday, and are they every weekend in the summer? Uh, not every weekend. They're, they're probably four, you know, three, four, five weekends out of the summer all right papa calls you up he says come on over and you say okay and you show up and how does he try to like what happens how does he start to bully you into the pool well um you know it generally starts with you know we'll 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 arrive at the at the home and it'll be me and my girlfriend um and we will um you know hang out upstairs and you know the the group will slowly migrate downstairs and it will uh, it will be me and my girlfriend you're right I was just sitting here. Sorry, I stopped listening to you the moment you said me and my girlfriend because I'm always listening to my wonderful friend, uh, producer, uh, and 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 bailiff Jesse Thorne always say me and Jordan went to the store and it makes me so mad. My girlfriend and I. So no, no, but you were right. That was the thing. The ghost of E.B. White came to me and and explained it after you said it. It will <laughs> be me and my girlfriend. That's you're the object of that sentence. It will be you and your girlfriend. Not I see. I see. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. Me see too. All right. Okay. So me and your girlfriend. No, you and your girlfriend go over <laughs> to the house, and um, we will. You know, the, the group, the entire family, will slowly migrate down to the pool, um, and as the the group upstairs whittles down, um, finally it'll be either my father, or maybe somebody else in the group. Um, you know, encourage, strongly encouraging me to come downstairs, at which case, at which point I will. And um, no matter how uh, coolly I dress for the, you know, for the, for the, the oncoming activities, I end up um, I, I sweating immensely down by the pool um, because I don't enjoy swimming. I understand that it is a cooling experience, but, yeah. um, you know, end up you know, sweating by the pool while everybody enjoys their time. And it the, cools, the inc- it pools via convection in the pool and then evaporation out of the pool. That is correct. So you sit out, you're coolly dressed, which I presume means you're wearing like 
a cool white vest and black shirt and a tie. Um, not a not quite like that. Um, uh-huh. You know, not not stylishly, but um, oh, okay. Similarly, similarly, yeah. Um, you know, with you know a t-shirt and, and shorts. Um, uh-huh. what you know, of, and what's on the t-shirt? Paint me the picture. Uh, the t-shirt's going to be gray. It's going to have a uh-huh. uh, 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 some type of you know design on the front. What kind and, of design? A logo for something? Uh, no, um, yeah, it'll be like a shirt that. Um, Picture of that, Opus the Penguin from Bloom County. No, no, it'll ha- it'll be something <laughs> like a um, it'll be something like a uh, a bottle, a, a message in a bottle that says, "Did you get my text?" or something like that. I like it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Funny t-shirt. And um, you know, so maybe some off gray, off green shorts and um, pair yeah, of flip flops. T-shirt. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a t-shirt tells a story. And, oh, that's um, a t-shirt right there, Monty. Make right, mark that down. T-shirt tells every a story. t-shirt tells a story. The t- I don't care about the shorts. The, the t-shirt tells song. the story. I'm just rolling right over you. I'm being such a bully right now. I oh no, that's that's quite all right. I'm used to it. I, I, I've grown up with it for 23 okay, years. Okay, shut now. up, Junior, and keep talking. So at this <laughs> point, um, you know, I'll proceed to make my way down to the, to underneath the umbrella, and uh-huh. um, no matter what I do, um, I'll be. Absolutely drenched and, and you know sweating and um, mm-hmm. you know while I while the encouragements from my father and the rest of the family mostly led by my father are uh, numerous and, and the belittling um, while you know like while not, hmm. all right this is the part of the story that needs some dialogue yeah you need so to while, tell me what while, your dad while, says come on you know just get in the pool It'll, you'll you'll cool off you'll feel so much better oh my no, god no. what a monster. Exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stefan. I hadn't appreciated just the trauma you were going through. (laughs) Well, it is. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Now, Brian, your turn's coming. Don't. It's coming. (laughs) Stefan, what does he say to belittle you in terms of the pool? Well, you know, it's it's not it's not a mean spirited belittling, but it is a general um, and constant prodding. Towards the idea of you should swim, you should swim, right? Al- almost like a cult, you know, a cult level type of chance, you know. Is it, is it a cult? How 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 big how big a group is this? Just your family, or is this your quote, quotation mark family of all the 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 weird uh, followers that your dad is attracted to his uh, poolside rituals? Um, you know, it could be a mixture. Um, it could be you know just our family, or it could be you know my grandmother and you know f- family friends, extended family. Yeah, family, friends, yeah. that kind of thing. Third how cousins. big? A, how big a group is typical? Would you say? Uh, apart from myself, probably seven or eight, five or six, somewhere in that area. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and, um, and I want you to answer me truthfully here. Okay. You didn't really give me a particularly compelling example of him encouraging you in a mm-hmm. in a in an offensive way to get into the pool. Do you know what I mean? Right. Nor did you give me a particularly compelling example of of the second part of him belittling you for not getting into the pool. Are your feelings being hurt by your dad? Well, no. I mean, I feel like the, um, I feel like, you know, feelings being hurt would be caused by, you know, an, a mean spirited type of, um, uh-huh. you know, type of prodding. And it's not a, a, a mean spirit. He's not mean spirited at all. You know, I mean, is he, me and my is father he pushing, is he pushing you into the pool? No, never. All right. Um, but it's, it's a general, you know, um, it's a theme throughout the entire, through any interactions that we have that entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's an encouragement. Um, and, you know, it may be, well, it may be well-intentioned from him, but it is an overall, um, you know, it, it's an overall 
uh, under undercurrent to the entire conversation. I think undercurrent is probably a good way to put it, uh, given how the how does it how does how why should I care? How does it make you feel for your dad to constantly be prodding you to get into the pool over the course of every afternoon? Um, separated from the group, you feel you feel isolated, picked isolated. out, and picked upon. Yes. All right, Ryan, Dad, how do you respond to this charge? Oh, I think I think he pretty much made my case. Actually, it's not mean spirited. It's not you know. It's uh, I'm sitting here looking at him, and he is sweating hard. You know, <laughs> up under the up under the the umbrella. Are you, like, are you doing? Are you are you looking at him now under the umbrella? Or are you doing some amazing first person present tense story writing? I'm I'm thinking that I, I, I'm picturing him under the umbrella. Yeah, I like with sweat this. dripping down. You know, yeah. at, at, as he was telling you about what kind of clothes he wears. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he's wearing a t-shirt, shorts, and a huge amount of pre- uh, of, of you know perspiration. <laughs> you know. As he's just sitting there and he's complaining about how hot he is. And I'm like, dude, get in the pool. Right. You know, just jump in. Right. And how does it make you feel when he refuses to get into the pool? Uh, I feel like I kind of fail him a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> tell me tell me more. Well, I, I, I think he's developed a little bit of a, you know, an aquaphobe kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Because of some of the things that happened when he was younger, that um, I I am so going to get into this. Whoa. Tell me more. <laughs> because yeah, I don't I, think I, I don't think you're. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Brian. This is not a comment on you as a father, but your son's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I asked your son. I asked your son. Tell me what your problem is, and he starts going to this whole thing. He's like. I just don't like swimming. And clearly, that's not what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. And and then I say, does it hurt your feelings? And he's like, no, no, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> dude's not in touch with dude's not in touch with himself. Tell me how I'm your son was. You. Tell me how your son was scarred by water. Well, he um, <sighs> it, it it started out uh, many years ago. He went uh, into a canoe with my brother onto a lake that we lived on. Yeah, I, and, I, I, uh, I do not like this. I'm already getting chills. And and they go out into the middle of the lake, and the the canoe tumps over, and uh, he was scared. He it, it, it scared him to death. How old was and he? And so I didn't, you know, I didn't step in immediately and get him back out on the canoe. I I like waited a few weeks before, you know, went back out on the water. And uh, that was, you know, it, it, it was a few weeks later. We go out on a uh, canoeing trip, and he is scared to death on this canoeing trip. You know, every time we would bump up against a rock or every time that we would, you know, go into some rapids, he would kind of freak out, you know. And, um, and you know, it, it, over time, it kind of developed. Now he's he's gotten into the pool since. Well, but, when, uh, when was the when was this the the traumatic oh, he was, new experience? Yeah, he was he was a little kid. He was probably six seven years old, somewhere right. in that range. All right. And uh and and over time there was another instance where we were in Panama City, and uh, did this we, also we, involve your brother? No, <laughs> no, no. This time trying to was, see if there's was, a common thread. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, and you know my my uh. 
you know, they had red flags out there on the beach, and red flags means don't get into the water because, you know, the surf's up, there's a, sure. there's a risk of an undertow. And uh, Stefan is like hollering, don't get into the water, don't get into the water. And I'm out there in the water because the waves are big and it's fun, you know. And, uh, and so he's kind of freaking out. Plus, he got sunburned that day. Wait a minute, and sir. So, Wait a minute, sir. Brian. Yes. The red flags are out and you're getting in the water anyway? Yeah, that's kind because of yeah, do the that's rules, kind of do the rules not apply to you? Do the rules not apply to you? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, did you did you play a did you play sports in high school? Yes. Were you good were you good at them? Yeah, I was pretty good. What was the sport you played? Football, of course. Football. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what what position did you play? Uh running half? Down no, back? I would, I was a <laughs> middle down. linebacker. Linebacker? Yeah. You're a big fella? Are I'm linebackers really. big? I don't know. Uh, no, not necessarily. They're, they tend to be fast. So were you a star linebacker? Uh, it depends on how you define it. But What high school, uh, did, you, what high school did you play for? Uh, Seneca High School in Louisville, Kentucky. Did you play in, in college? No. No, okay. You had rehearsed. You had rehearsed confrontation, physical confrontation, over and over again every weekend for the year. <laughs> so nothing scared you, and also you learned that the rules don't apply to you. It's kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Basically, what I understand is that there are two. There are two things going on. One is. Well, let me ask you this: Are you ashamed that your son is a nerd? <laughs> Not at all. No, actually, I'm. Right. I'm, I'm very proud of my son. Yeah. Um, he, um, he's a bang up kid. Uh, I just, I I feel like that over time he's developed a, um, you know, a phobia of, you know, getting in the water. I mean, just, you know, and, and it's, it, I don't even know if I'd call it a phobia. It's more of a stubbornness, Mm -hmm. you know, that he just wants to say, no, dad, I'm not getting in the water. Yeah. You know, as a, you know, he would rather sit there and sweat and be uncomfortable yeah, and to just pull off his shirt, jump in the water, and, you know, he'll feel good. He's proven a point to his dad. Stefan? Yes, Your Honor. Do you remember the time that your dad put you in the canoe with his weird brother and put you out on a <laughs> lake somewhere in Georgia and you, and you, and you capsized? Yes, Your Honor, but I, I would like to interject here if I could. Well, just answer my questions because <laughs> I'm, I'm working for you right now. Uh. Yes, so do you, Honor, do you do remember this? It. Do you remember do. this, yes, this moment Honor. of intense avuncular negligence? Yes, Your Honor. Do, did that cause you to have a phobia for the rest of your life about water? No, not at all. Now, are you telling me the truth now? Yes, Your Honor. I would, I would absolutely state that this is not um, a story of a, of a little boy who um, developed a phobia of water whatsoever, because I, I actually enjoy being on boats. I mean, if, if this was the, you know, the, uh, the, the crux of, of, you know, some underlying phobia. Yeah. I think most people, most people who enjoy being on boats also share a distaste for drowning. The the things are not mutually (laughs) exclusive. It's, um, you know, it, it, the way that I, the way that I personally feel about it is that, you know, it, it, there's no reason to, um, you know, to, to swim. I mean, I've, I've since swam, I've since enjoyed being in the pool. Um, I have enjoyed being at the beach at times, although I don't particularly enjoy it. 
um, most times. Um, but generally speaking, I it's not a dist- I don't believe that it was at all. It is all caused by a phobia. It's a, just a lack of interest in swimming. All right. Because your dad really is counting on you getting in that pool so that he can relieve himself of this feeling that haunts him, that he ruined your life by letting his dumb brother row you around in a canoe. If you get uh, in that pool, then he'll know he hasn't failed you and everything will be okay. Your Honor, I feel and like you that's withhold- sympathy, And please. you withholding this forgiveness from him is eating him away inside. You appreciate that, correct? No, Your Honor, I feel like that's a sympathy plea. No, I'm just. I, I, let me let me cut in here because it's not so much that it, he's saying that you know that it's not a phobia or anything like that, but I can't think of any other reason why. Whenever you're sweating like you know heck, and you could jump in the pool, the pool is right there. Why not jump in? Because I don't particularly enjoy swimming. Football star makes a point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, you don't enjoy swimming. Okay, bob a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, enjoy, you, you enjoy, yeah, you don't, you don't have to do laps. <laughs> yeah. What kind, tell me about your pool, Brian. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a good-sized pool. You know, it's uh, salt water. It's uh, salt got water. a lot of sun, so it's warm, so it's not a, you know, it's not a problem of it being too cold or anything Whoa. like that. Well, man, hang on. Is it salt, it's a saltwater pool? Yes. Oh, all right. Where are you in Georgia? Uh, Columbus. Where I don't know where that is. <laughs> uh, about 100 miles south of Atlanta. I'm not surprised. Well, I'm sorry. I just don't know. No, are, I'm you not bullying, okay. are you bullying me now? <laughs> it's, it's not. It, it is not at all a city of, of note. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I, look, I look forward to when you get your driver's license renewed after they hear you at, on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, saltwater pool? Is it an in-ground pool? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh square, kidney-shaped? Uh, square. What's, uh, what's the hot tub situation? I guess you don't need one. It's all a hot tub in Georgia. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You got, what kind of decking you got? Wood or that fake wood? Uh, we've got, uh, we've got concrete around the pool, mm-hmm. but we have decks that lead down to it because we're kind of on a ridge and the pool's down at the bottom. Oh, so that's why Stefan was talking about going down to the pool that way. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, is that okay? He decides to you know to cloister himself inside the house. Well, then he's not part of the group. Exactly. Yeah. Stefan, would you prefer to just stay upstairs on top of the ridge? Um. No. I mean, I I do enjoy my solitude. But that being said, it's not. It, first of all, let me interject with the um, with the point that while it is warm and while the while the pool does have sun, it does not. It is by no means warm. Um, part of the thing that I ex- like immensely dislike in the whole swimming activity is the um, temperature shock between you know standing dry on the pool and jumping into the water mm-hmm. next to the pool. Yeah, you don't have to tell me about that. I'm in Maine. <laughs> do you, do you, do you understand what I'm, go, what I'm going through up here? <laughs> Even in the August, water, too the water, cold the, to swim. Yeah, the water in Maine wants to kill you. <laughs> it's, not gonna, it's, not, it's not enough to drown you. It, it wants to hurt you first. With coldness. <laughs> I don't, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from me saying that your dad's saltwater pool in Columbus, Georgia is a little bit chilly. <laughs> not when you're in Maine. No. 
But see, what well, I don't understand is if you don't if you don't like the swimming and you know you're just going to get bugged by your dad to go in the pool all the time to the point of distraction such that you would petition a podcast about it. Why don't you just do what I did when I was invited to my cousin's house in Fitchburg for a pool party? Just go by yourself with your briefcase full of comic books and read them next to your aunt's collection of creepy dolls. <laughs> and have a good time by yourself. Well, it's it's like my father says. I mean, it's it, you know, I do I do generally feel a um not only a you know the desire to, to spend time with with my family, but also when I don't feel the desire to spend time with my family, I also feel the compulsion and the um, the urging to spend time with my family. That's not to say that I don't enjoy their time or that I don't you know um, or that I don't particularly. Do you want enjoy... Dad to stop telling you to get in the pool, or do you want, or do you also want Dad to stop telling you come hang out with us? So no, much? it's not that at all. I do. I, you know, we we go over to the house every Sunday. Right. Um, you know, and, but we all have those experiences where, you know, we just don't want to leave the home, you know? And but how uh, does your girlfriend factor into this? Does she want to go swimming? Uh, yes. And, and so does she also join in the pestering? Oh yes. Oh yes, absolutely. As does the rest of the family. Oh, so minus, everyone, minus everyone, my little sister who may everyone sympathize with me. I wouldn't say picks on me by any stretch of the imagination, but, um. The team cohesion is built by ostracizing a single outsider. Uh, true, but yeah, okay, um, overall, it's a it's a it's an intense urging or you know a prodding, right? What describe for me? Describe for me an experience. You say you have had fun in in a pool. Like, what's a good pool for you? Um, you know, I I can't think of any off the top of my head. But the only you thing ever go I to a water of, park? Uh, yes, I do enjoy going to the water park. I you ever go to a water, down a water slide? Yes, oh, absolutely. I love that. You ever that. go down a water slide in a former Zeppelin factory south of Berlin? Uh, no, I've never been outside of the country. You ever go to the beach? Uh, you never. You said you went to a beach, but it wasn't a good beach. What beach was it? Don't worry, um, I'll never go back. Well, no, I, I enjoy, you know, like spending, you know, um, Panama City is, you know, what my, what my father mentioned. I've enjoyed Fine. sitting down by the beach for about two and a half minutes. And then afterwards, um, you know, it's hot, it's sandy, I'm covered in sand. <laughs> That's why you um, go in the water then. Yeah, and the water is <laughs> exactly. it, is salty, cold. Um, you know, and I enjoy the culture around the beach. You know, I enjoy the seafood and what the, part of the what part of beach culture do you like? If you hate the sand and you hate the water, because I, I enjoy I, the seafood, I enjoy the mm-hmm. atmosphere of everybody and mm-hmm. you know enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's yeah. not how I particularly enjoy myself. Right, relaxed. You know, that's not that's not how I enjoy it. What what is it about like because I'm I'm pushing this hard because most humans agree at almost any age that getting into a relatively comfortable body of water is kind of a fun thing to do, and I don't get why you don't like it, and you're and and you're not offering me a lot of like explanation. Uh, the closest you got for me to understanding was that you dislike the thermal shock, yeah. the change of state from dryness to wetness even though you might know that once you accustomize once you acclimatize to the wetness it's actually can be pretty pleasant you don't like that change yeah it's the change it's the um you know it's that process it's the you know getting out of the pool and then you're cold and um you know and wet you're you know and and it's just not 
I mean, I can understand that the you know the rest of the human you know, the, the 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 majority of humans actually do enjoy you know um, dousing themselves in a comfortable body of water. I don't particularly enjoy. How does that it make activity. you feel when you're in there? Do you ever go in your dad's pool? Yeah. Oh, I have. Describe, I have absolutely. describe to me the feel the feeling that you have when you're in there. Um, when I'm actually underwater. Well, I, I hope I hope you. I hope you leave some some breathing part of your of your body outside of the water. I'm bored, to be honest with you. I mean, besides the fact that I'm cold and you know and bobbing, uh, as my father puts it. Um, besides the fact that I'm cold and bobbing, I'm also you know just kind of bored. There's not a whole lot of stimulation there. Okay. Are you against swimming, or can you just stand in the? relatively shallow end and just kind of bob around um i'm pretty much against swimming uh, overall but you mean by swimming you mean being in water being in water yeah do you not like baths um i shower <laughs> daily thank you Stefan. i appreciate that <laughs> yeah i do too <laughs> you appreciate that this is the closest thing that humans can have to the experience of unaided flight right this is why swimming is is so compelling to children and adults alike. Is that what it is? I, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can, have you, are, have you really been in water? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have been in water and, and you I, can I jump, you can jump and pretend to fly before sinking into the, into the water, at which point there's that temperature change thing. And, you know, you've suggested that you would, you would also like to have your dad participate in other activities, so it's not all pool all the time. Yes. What are you What are you suggesting that he do instead? I mean, instead of things... going down the ridge to the pool, the family should stay up in the in the in the dark nerd house and do what? I mean, we generally enjoy, um, you know, I mean, like Sundays uh, are the days that we you know that I spend time with my family, um, you know, and the things that we do. Um, yeah, while we are, you know, while while we on those Sundays, which is you know, hang out, talk, enjoy each other's companies, um, you know, maybe board games. I like board games. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, board I, games. Uh, am I? I don't want to buzz market here. No, that's okay. I need to know. Um, I enjoy playing Risk Legacy. Um, which yeah, now is now what's the difference between that and regular Risk? Because this uh, weirdly has just come up in my life. Uh, risk Legacy is, um, it's like regular Risk, but it's a bit of a shortened version, and as the game progresses over a series of 15 games, um, the board changes, and so they're, like, you can place, uh, different token, you know, different stickers on the board, you get to name continents, which give you bonuses, um, those stickers can then, you know, alter the way that that territory at reacts inside of the, you know, on the board, you know, for the countries, the, the groups occupying it. Is that is that your dad hitting uh, hitting the telephone button over and over in protest of this whole idea? I was wondering why I was being stopped there. Hey, football star, you want to play Risk Legacy? Yeah. That was me saying, "Okay, I'm bored." Shut up, nerd. Boring. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question, Brian. Yes. Have you played Risk Legacy with your son? No. Brian, why do you like having these family pool parties so much? Well, it's nice to be down by the pool. You know, uh, of course, it gets very hot around here. My wife enjoys being in the pool. My uh, 
Stefan's girlfriend likes being in the pool. Uh, you know, I'm not a yeah. huge fan of it. I mean, I see his point as far as, you know, it being kind of boring. I mean, you know, who the wants whole, to be the a whole team, The whole team likes it. The whole team yeah, of normal exactly. people like it. Exactly. Everybody, everybody kind of likes it. And so, you know, as I'm sitting down there, you know, I get a little bit hot. I jump in the pool. I jump out. And I come back and I sit, sit down on the chair. And then I look at Stefan and he is sweating. Yeah. You know, no, drenching his shirt. I you understand. Know, you don't, you're right. I, I understand that part. I was just trying, what do you, what do you cook food down there or what? Oh yeah. Yes, what absolutely. Oh, uh, we ribs, hamburgers, you right. know, hot dogs, you, you know, the hotter. usual, right. Usual stuff. You know, and, and, and so I'm looking at Stefan as he's sweating and I'm like, dude, just jump in. Do you, are you in and, good shape, Brian? Um, Stefan, is I your weigh, dad in good I, shape? I, I weigh roughly what I weighed in high school. So oh yeah. yeah. But you, so. you were, you, you may want to make sure you got that line in. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, let me just put it this way. <laughs> Stefan, do you weigh roughly what you weighed in high school? Um, you know, plus some, plus a couple pounds. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about taking your shirt off in public? Because I'll tell you one thing, it terrifies me when, to me to take my shirt off in public. I mean, it's not something that I, it, it's not something that I particularly enjoy, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's not something that I, um, you know, would shy away from the event of a natural, you know, of a disaster or, you right. know, um, you know, if there, if there were a tsunami like coming and you could stop it by taking your shirt off, you would right. do it. Yeah, I, I would, right. I would feel, you know, I, I would, I would feel comfortable doing that, to, you know, staunch bleeding or something like that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Brian. Yes. If I were, if I were to find in your favor, what would you like me to rule I would like I would like you to rule that uh, every father has an absolute and certain right to harass his son as often as he as he wants to, uh, simply for the fact that um, you know how much money we put into him, how much you know how much we how much time he spent crying, and every time that we had to change his diapers and all that. I feel like it's a right that I could uh, that I should harass him as often as possible. I believe it builds character. Final argument from you, Stefan. Um, I feel like I have the right to, uh, to to choose what I do and do not do. And uh, I feel like I shouldn't be excluded from the group for that choice. That's self-exclusion, dude. That's, that's what's going on. Self-exclusion? No, I think yeah, it's, that's it, what you're it's, doing. it's exclusion by group. Dude, if, you're, if, if you go upstairs to get, in the, you know, get into the air conditioning while we're all downstairs, you're self-excluding yourself. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I feel like I feel like, you know, the, that the group should form to well, not form, but that no, the group, that the form, group, conform to your idea. That's, no, that's what or, you're saying. or that we could do something that we all enjoy. You enjoy. We all enjoy being down by the pool. I mean, it's like three to one, dude. Right. Well, a, team, a team is not a democracy. <laughs> I think I've heard everything I need to make my decision. I am I am going to uh, go plunge myself into the icy waters of uh, of of uh, the coastal Maine uh, to um, focus my mind and hurt my body, and then when I come back, I will uh, render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Brian, the dad. Did your dad yes. make you go in the pool as a kid? No, he didn't have to. I I just took to it automatically. Did your dad bully you, Brian? Uh. No, he didn't pay a whole lot of attention to me, and so that, maybe that explains why I'd pay so much attention to my son. So your guess, way of paying attention to him is through harassment. Absolutely. Like I say, it's character. 
do you want to just harass him or actually make him go in the pool? Uh, I just want to harass him Both. because, you know, I think that uh, that people, you know, I think harassment, you know, keeps people on the straight and narrow. I mean, whenever like a celebrity, you know, does something crazy, it's because they don't have somebody standing there harassing them. You know, so. that's what we need in this country. More harassment. I, I could definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And now, Stefan, the son, do you, do you have body image issues? No, not at all. Not at all. This is from a boy who had a pool since the age of five, but ate a bag of potato chips and chocolate milk every day after school and would never go in my parents' pool until I was in my early 20s, also because of the fact that nudity in my home was referred to as being shamey. Are you sure you don't have anything to confess? Not you don't have sure. body image issues? No, no, not at all. Are you a super taster? Like, when you taste food, does it have to be totally bland? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Because I have a feeling that you may have a super sensitivity in your body that in Georgia, when you jump into a pool, it makes you feel so cold. Does this translate to other areas of your life? Uh, Are you not, really sensitive to light and taste? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I've, Would you ever do the ice bucket challenge? Uh, not at all. Or is that, is that just way, that's way over, over the top for cold? Okay. Not at all. We'll, we'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, 
Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Thank you, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. Uh, Brian and Stefan, you may be seated. This does involve two rights in direct collision. The right that this courtroom has always protected, which is the right to do what people like, uh, to have the freedom to choose what you like and do what you enjoy and not be forced to like something that someone else thinks you should like, and the right of parents everywhere to harass and humiliate their children for their own amusement. And I respect both of those rights. Well, let me say that I acknowledge both rights. I'm not sure that I respect both of them equally. Stefan, I think you can tell from my um, my bullying tone uh, that I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand clearly uh, what it is you don't like about swimming, other than your um, distaste for the the change. Uh, the change from the state of dryness to the state of wetness, from the state of relative comfort to the sort of initial icky, cold weirdness of being underwater. And, and I appreciate that. But, you know, the the pleasure that comes from swimming from uh, is not merely the illusion of flight, but also uh, the reminder that if you surrender yourself to something uncomfortable, like almost all water, uh, it does become comfortable. You get used to it. Swimming it reminds you that you get used to anything, even swimming in Maine. Weirdly, your body can adjust even to that. And if it doesn't uh, uh, murder you uh, with hypothermia, if you get through it, then when you pull yourself onto the, the jagged rock shores of the killing beaches of Maine, uh, you are reminded that uh, uh, you can be uncomfortable and then become comfortable again. And that's a lesson that is valuable uh, throughout uh, life. Uh, and unfortunately, I think it's a lesson that too many of our kind, Stefan, the, the nerd kind, the, the self-isolationists, the self-excluders, the people who take refuge in, uh, in, in the, the, more, the solitary pursuits of personal perfection that, that are the high craft of nerdery, whether it's uh, painting uh, miniatures or coding uh, or, or even following fantasy baseball alone by yourself. All of those uh, solitudinous experiences um, tend, to, uh, tend to reinforce the idea that you should seek comfort uh, at all times, um, uh, the comfort of the familiar rather than the, the greater pleasure of discomfort of the strange becoming comfort once again. And the reason that I probe you so hard on this point is that your, your seeking of, of comfort 
by avoiding the discomfort of the water perversely leads you to further discomfort. You suffer the flop sweat of the poolside nerd that we've all uh, in our community experienced. Dad, what's going on with you, of course, is that your son's a nerd and it's hard for you to accept that he is not going to play on your team, that he would choose a different path than the one normal people pick. And that is, of course, the argument of the jock. Normal people do this. You should be normal. Please conform to what is normal to my experience and be part of the team that I am leading here. The strangeness uh, and disruption that your son uh, presents to you as he sits there sweating in, in, uh, in denial of, the, of the, what is the obvious comfort that you offer him, both the comfort of, of, of convection and evaporation cooling that a pool offers and the comfort of being a part of the team. The fact that he seems to have no desire for it uh, is, is, is disruptive and causes you discomfort. And so this keeps banging up against each other. Jock versus nerd, jock versus nerd, jock versus nerd. And I'm trying to decide what is the fairest way to balance these two worldviews, which both have a right to exist, and yet uh, one is an immovable force and the other is an unstoppable object. And I think that the answer has to be uh, that um, uh, I have to find in favor. Oh, it's so hard, you guys. Very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, I have to find in favor of dad. I'm sorry to say. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you both, you both have freedom. You have freedom uh, of association. You both have uh, agency. Uh, And I am forced to make the decision uh, that respects the most freedom on both sides. Stefan, you have the right to not go down to the pool and be by yourself upstairs with your with your risk and your briefcase full of comic books like I used to do as a kid, right? You also have the right to come down to the pool and not take the comfort that the pool offers and be uncomfortable. Uh, you have the right to not go in the pool. I think I think if I were you, I'd make it a mission for myself to go find some body of water that you do like and figure it out because there are profound differences, say, uh, between going with your girlfriend um, to the Caribbean and going into the clear blue waters on a white sand beach, uh, and the two of you on a on a uh, on a cool swim of a romantic evening just before dusk, uh, as opposed to baking in the Georgia sun next to your dad bothering you all day. I think that's that's only going to reinforce your hatred of swimming. And I'd want you to have a have a love. Of, of aquatic immersion um, because I kind of side with your dad. That's how normal people feel. But also I think it'll, it'll help, it'll help you manage the, 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 the transition um, that so bothers you on some level. The transition from dryness to wetness is a profound transition. And you, you don't have the benefit of having played football in high school. I presume Stefan, did you play football in high school? I did not. Right. Nor did I. And so uh, it, it, not having the ritualized confrontation of team sports um, really made all confrontation and all changes and all sort of uncomfortable moments much more intense for me. They made me a a, a super taster, as it were, to the discomfort of uh, someone uh, asking something of you that you don't feel like doing or being challenged in any way to a much higher pitch than they needed to be in my life. 
And that's why your dad is so affable and comfortable all the time to the point of annoyance to us nerds yeah. and why and, and, and why you sit there and sweat and refuse to do a simple thing that will make yourself feel comfortable. So I'm saying that you're wrong. You should find a way to enjoy swimming. And if you can't, then I would wonder if perhaps you do have a, a more of a phobic response than the rational response you insist that you have. But I think you should try to find some way that you and your girlfriend can go enjoy being in water even just a hot tub at a resort of some kind might be some way for you to enjoy this incredibly profound weird experience that is swimming and being underwater and dad you know you should appreciate that your sons you, you, i know you, you guys clearly love each other and i think you're beginning to appreciate he's never going to get on the team in the same in the same way that you were on a team uh, he's got a different a different path, and it's a and it's a more solitary path. And you know, you have the right to harass him, but you also have the right to not harass him. Uh, but at the same, you know, all all things considered, in order to preserve both rights the most, the fact is, I can't tell your dad to stop suggesting you go in the pool and harassing you because you are his son, and that's the job of a dad. And I can't tell you to get into the pool. Because you don't want to, and you shouldn't have to do something you don't want to do. So uh, ultimately, that leaves me with the status quo, which is you just sitting there sweating and enduring this discomfort. And dad, I think you need to, just as your son needs to consider uh, uh, whether his life might be made better and easier if he finds some way to enjoy swimming, uh, you might realize that it's a little bit easier uh, to uh, perhaps take take the take the the nerd bullying down a peg uh a notch or two and 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 leave him to his own sweaty devices uh because after all uh we're all we're all gonna like what we like at the end of this day uh it's the end of the summer how many more uh how many more weekends are you gonna have out there by the pool would you say before it gets too cold in uh, dude, it's, it, it, it's it's georgia so it, we got at least until november <laughs> okay until november yeah <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> We're we're up here up here in Maine. Everyone just freaked out. <laughs> Joel, who is the engineer here at WERU, I mean, I think he he almost fell over in his chair. <laughs> you know, because you know, if I if I if I sound like a, if I sound uh, uh, like I am contemplating my death more than normal, it's because here in Maine, we're we're practic it's practically autumn already. So have have a wonderful extended summer down there. Um, I cannot order a change in the status quo by any percentage, I'm afraid, uh, Stefan, in order to preserve the, the rights and freedoms you both enjoy. Um, but, uh, but I would say, Dad, that this is, a point, this is a pointless conflict. Like all of the sports you enjoy, it is ultimately <laughs> pointless. <laughs> and the, on, the only winner, there, there will be no winner if you, if you uh, annoy your son to the point that he stops coming over as often as you would like. So with those reservations, I find in favor of, of Brian, the jock, over Stefan, the nerd. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Stefan, were you surprised that Judge John Hodgman didn't rule with the nerd? Uh, yes, I was. Um, I was surprised that he did not see feel free, um, or he did not feel the need to um, preserve the right of choice without um, without uh, without repercussion. 
There's no secret nerd stands up for nerd code? No, no, it's every man for himself. Brian, congratulations on the ruling. What's Thank the you. first bullying insult that you'll use to try to convince your son to go into the pool? Uh, I might throw an apple into the pool and maybe he'll jump in and try to get it. Does he love apples? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes. I would caution you, as not a judge, just as a human being, maybe you could be a little nicer to your son in the mode of <laughs> bullying, as, as Judge John Hodgman's co-star Gandhi would probably instruct you to do. <laughs> be a little more loving kindness. No, actually, I, 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 think, I think my son's awesome. He's, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him, and, uh, and you know, if he feels like I'm bullying him, you know, I, I'm sorry for that. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I love the kid. He's a great kid, and I and I enjoy having him over here. And if it takes staying up, staying up top, you know, in the in the air conditioning, then I'll stay up top in the air conditioning with him. Thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. All right, Judge Hodgman, you ready to clear this docket? Here's the thing, Monty. Mm -hmm. It may be my favorite part of any Judge John Hodgman podcast. When the dad said, maybe I'll throw an apple in the pool, then I'll go in. And you said, said, why, Stefan, do you really like apples? And then there's this pause and he just goes, yeah. (laughs) Who loves apples? There's something going on. There's something going on with that, that family that is fascinating to me. <laughs> oh, I hope those kids work out, work it out somehow. Judge Hodgman, I have an important announcement for our listeners. Tell me. Tell me. I like to listen to the podcast sometime. I, I don't even know if you know that your court will be on a short summer hiatus in late August and early September for you to further enjoy the frigid waters of Maine and that the Judge John Hodgman podcast will return with new episodes on September 10th. Yeah, the, the the summer the summer is coming to an end so fast that I got I got I got a whole lot of lobster rolls to eat, mm. and uh, and and a, and a whole a whole lot of fried other foods to eat, and a whole lot of bodies of water to jump into. I I, I we just we're just gonna have to go full summer mode, Monty, and just blow it off, blow it off for lobster a week or two. Everyone every take a rest. Meal. 
listen to some of the listen to some of the incredible uh, incredible uh, uh, back catalog of Judge John Hodgman. But if you're in the New England area, Monty, let me say, I will be leaving New England on August 30th. I will be driving south on I-95. Will I need to take a rest? Yes. Will I stop at the I-95 southbound rest stop at Kennebunk, Maine? Yes. Will Jonathan the Fresh Banana Man be there? He says so. Will I meet him and hang out with him? Yes. Can you come? Sure, people who want to drive to the southbound uh, uh, service plaza on I-95 in Kennebunk. It'll be Saturday, uh, August 30th, as I am going on my way home. I'm not going to hang out there for hours and hours, and I will I will let you know the more or less precise time that I will be there via Twitter, at Hodgman, that's at H-O-D-G-M-A-N, on Saturday the 30th. Then, I will continue to drive south as summer ends to Massachusetts, where I will rendezvous with you, Monty Belmonte, the great summer bailiff and, uh, and morning host at WRSI The River, uh, in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, on Sunday, August 31st. Time to be determined, but place the appropriately named Rendezvous. That's a bar in Turner's Falls, which is right next to Greenfield, Massachusetts, which is a great town. And uh, if we're lucky, we might also be joined by Emily Brewster, who comes on the show to tell us what words mean from time to time, because she works at The Dictionary. So check the Twitter there, and I'll post as much as I can all over my Tumblr at johnhodgman.com, my Twitter, which is at Hodgman. Monty, do you think you can come meet us at the rendezvous on Sunday afternoon, the day before Labor Day? Seeing as I live within walking distance of there, I'm going to make a point of it. Yeah. So even though so even though uh, even though we won't uh, have podcasts, we can we have this chance to meet up together, listeners of Judge John Hodgman. And uh, before we move on to the docket, I also want to say thank you to the loyal T-shirt brigade, all of the lovely people who wrote in, uh, having collated all of the T-shirt ideas uh, that I've been tossing off here. And uh, those people specifically are Melissa Harvey, T.G. Von P, Ian Pollock, Meg M, Anthony Schrock, Emily Groendike. David Schwartz, Jonathan Horton, Harith Sam, Jen Manel, Kate Moffat, Josiah Duff, Karen Costan, and Scott Selivog. If I've forgotten any, I apologize. Let me know. I'll, I'll read your names next time. But these are the people who pulled together all the t-shirt ideas that I've been throwing off without making a note of them. Uh, and we, uh, I'm glad to say we got the, the mad genius Sam Potts working up some new t-shirts. They'll be for sale for, uh, for, sale for soon on topatico.com on the John Hodgman and Maximum Fun stores. That's T-O-P-A-T-O-C-O dot com for t-shirts from Judge John Hodgman, uh, all your favorite Maximum Fun podcasts, which is to say all of them. So that's the news. What's the docket? Mitch writes, My wife and I don't watch much TV in real time, but we do use the DVR to record old movies and episodes of Modern Family. We can't decide when to watch them. I'm a translator and writer and work at home. My wife has a regular 9-to-5 job and is also an artist with the studio at the other end of Brooklyn. She stays there two nights a week and goes to bed earlier than me throughout the week. Should I wait until she has the time to watch the recorded shows together? She says yes. They're recorded so we can share the experience of watching them. I think we'll never get around to seeing everything uh, if I wait for her. What say you, Judge John Hodgman? Uh, watching old movies uh, with your wife is very romantic, and you can't do it uh, unless you're together. That is good. It is somewhat sad to watch a big, 
backlog DVR of Modern Families episodes together. That's weird. I'm not saying anything against that show. I'm just saying sitting down to binge watch a bunch of Modern Family is not as romantic. That is more obsessive. Now, since your wife leaves you two nights out of the week to sleep in her studio on paint cans or whatever she does, you should just curate some shows and movies for yourself to watch on your own. Since you're a guy, I suggest you just watch Miller's Crossing over and over again. But I'm sure there's something that you want to watch. Maybe I, Claudius. I, Claudius is great. It's a great, amazing uh, 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 miniseries starring uh, all of your favorite uh, British actors when they had hair. And also uh, features a time uh, in Rome when husbands and wives never slept together unless they were going to make a baby. And it's a very compelling idea to married people having their own rooms or <laughs> or studios acro- or studios across t- across Brooklyn. I I just love whatever you guys have got arranged. It's great, but it, it, it's not it's not very good for watching television together. Set aside time to watch movies together one night a week. Otherwise, you know what? You're on your own. Watch whatever you want. And Modern Family, you have, you obviously you watch in the dentist's office or whatever on your on your device. You know, you don't. You that's not. I'm sure there are people who disagree with me. I have friends who work on Modern Family. It's a great and amazing show, um, but it, but it's it's not it's not it's not date night. I don't think so. Um, unless she gets it together to sit down with you to watch them, all bets are off. I make my wife wait until Friday and Saturday night so we can binge watch Breaking Bad, which we are now just starting. So I agree, I disagree. Yeah, and again, it's nothing against Modern Family. I, maybe they maybe they have long, compelling story arcs where it's like you're reading a novel together or whatever. But I, I'm just saying th- that's the kind of stuff where it's not important for you to watch together. But make some time to, since you're not sleeping together every night, make some time to watch a movie together once a week or whatever. Thank you to Michael Davidson Jr. for suggesting this week's case name. To suggest Thanks, Michael name Davidson Jr. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We generally put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at www.maximumfun.org slash jjho. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte. Judge Hotman, Summer forever! Should maybe mention, but it will be fall soon, and you'll be coming to Northampton, where these radio station, this radio station is, WRSI, uh, on November 21st, to do a performance here. Yeah. And so I, thought, I, I would buzz market you in Northampton. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to seeing my friends in Northampton on that date. What is it? Oh, it's right before Thanksgiving, November 21st. Yeah. November at the Academy 21st. of Music. Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. Thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks for the tickets, Mark. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.